Welcome to today's Christmas cast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Licht, das uns leuchtet, by Joseph Ratzinger. In the cave of Grecio, on the holy night, there stood at St. Francis' order an ox and an ass. For he had told the nobleman, Signor Ioannis, I want to see the babe with these my eyes, the way it happened, lying in a manger and sleeping on hay between an ox and an ass. Since then, an ox and an ass have become part of every manger scene. But what is their history, after all? Pursuing this question, we discover something that is of equal importance for all Christian traditions, as generally for the Church's liturgical and popular devotions on Christmas and Easter. Ox and ass are no mere products of pious imagination. They have become actors in the events of Christmas through the Church's faith in the unity of the Old and the New Testaments. In Isaiah 1.3 it is stated, The ox knows its owner, and the ass its master's crib. But Israel does not know, my people does not understand. The church fathers took this as a prophecy to be applied to the new people of God, the church composed of Jews and Gentiles. In God's eyes, all mankind, Jews and Gentiles, were like those without reason and insight, but the child in the manger has opened their eyes, so that they now recognize the voice of their master, the voice of their Lord. Many medieval representations of the Christmas event strike us as remarkable in that they give the two animals almost human faces and have them stand and bow, knowing and devout, before the mystery of this child. This was entirely logical, for both animals represented the prophetic cipher in which was hidden the mystery of the church, our mystery, as we are ox and ass when confronted with the one who is eternal, ox and ass that on Christmas night have their eyes opened so that they might recognize their Lord, the one in the manger. As Carol Hauslander put it, Bethlehem is the inscape of Calvary, just as the snowflake is the inscape of the universe. This same idea was expressed by the poet, who said that if he knew the flower in a crannied wall in all its details, he would know what God and man is. Scientists tell us that the atom comprehends within itself the mystery of the solar system. It was not so much that his birth cast a shadow on his life and thus led to his death, it was rather that the cross was there from the beginning, and it cast its shadow backward to its birth. Ordinary mortals go from the known to the unknown, submitting themselves to forces beyond their control. Hence we can speak of their tragedies. But he went from the known to the known, from the reason for his coming, namely to be Jesus or Savior, to the fulfillment of his coming, namely the death on the cross. Hence there was no tragedy in his life, 
for tragedy implies the unforeseeable, the uncontrollable, and the fatalistic. Modern life is tragic when there is spiritual darkness and unredeemable guilt. But for the Christ child, there were no uncontrollable forces, no submission to fatalistic chains from which there could be no escape, but there was an inscape, the microcosmic manger summarizing like an atom the macrocosmic cross on Golgotha. Fulton Sheen, 1890-1945